0: that same end i think that functional animism is another pillar of magic that people don't dive deep up into because it's it's one thing to say um you know the the rowan tree has a spirit but there's nothing to say the number 13 has a spirit another thing in conjure in america is you will make a pact with an unlucky thing like 13 she's my number she's good to me is what you'll hear you know um and then you'll wear like you know the number 13 on their ring or a belt buckle or something very very like traditional hoodoo man kind of thing but in that way anytime the number 13 appears you can conjure it you can use that magic and that magic's only lucky for you because it siphons the luck of other people and that is also a very witchcrafty kind of thing where you will move forces around luck and beauty and health and intelligence I've i've also referred to it i heard heard it referred to by an african acquaintance of mine as stealing someone's stars
1: Welcome to the Spirit Box podcast, where we explore folklore, magic, the world of the spirits and everything in between. Today we welcome the Hex Doctor, Alexander Moore. Alexander is a practicing esotericist with over two decades of active experience in several occult systems, including Solomonic magic, conjure and other folk practices and traditional witchcraft. He is proud to provide coaching, mentorship and divination for occultists who are interested in taking their magic and their lives to the next level in a changing world. From a magical family, Alexander has been practicing magic from an early age. In a candid discourse, Alexander outlines his view on the core pillars of magic from a practical perspective and the necessity of being precise with your magic. And he begs the question, if you're not using magic to make a better, more enjoyable life, what's the point? It's a frank and honest conversation and something I think you're going to take a look from and enjoy. In the Plus Show, we get into the need to do more magic and practice regularly alexander talks more about the type of techniques he uses he discusses how cursing has changed in the last 10 years and the precautions people should be aware of then he takes us through his thoughts and experiences on gaining and working with familiar spirits to close out alexander gives his advice and experiences on going to the crossroads if you want to hear the plus show simply go to the links of my link three in the in the show notes Find the Patreon and sign up, and you'll get the Plus Show and every other Plus Show that I've done to date, including all the bonus shows and everything that is on the Patreon. It's three years worth of stuff there, so pretty good value for your for your dollar. Now, on the sixteenth and seventeenth of December, I'll be talking about the history of the Jin, the folklore, and the different types of magic, Rukia and my own experience of brushing up against the the gin in Delhi. This event is hosted by the House of Zofiel, and it will take place in the north of England at Unstone Grange in Derbyshire. Again, the details are in the show notes below. Hope to see you there. Okay, let's get on with the show. alexander moore you're very welcome to the spirit box nice to have you on the show
0: great to be here
1: grant um so we got introduced by a mutual friend um uh, mademoiselle vandre mm-hmm. um so it's a bit of a blind date kind of show uh oh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see how we get on uh could you introduce yourself to the uh, listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself and your practice
0: um so my name is Alexander Moore. I go by the Hex Doctor on Instagram. Um, I'm the other half of PracticalOccult.com. Um, I I do magic for a living. I am an educator in magic, a personal mentor. You can pay for coaching and whatnot. I do a bunch of classes on how to be better at magic, and my specific focus in that is how to actively make your life very good, not just better, but very good. And one of my active focuses is pushing pushing people to do better. At magic, to focus on it like an actual craft with the same standard that you'd approach any other skill, which is, I think, a thing lacking fairly aggressively in magic today.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, um, it definitely seems to be the case. Not that I'm an expert in anything, but like, um, yeah, it it's uh, it seems to be kind of the 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 watermark is very very uh, inconsistent. Um. Now, just before we hit record, you were telling me about your background, which was mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating. I don't think about anyone on the show who actually has a similar background to to yours. Um, so would you mind um telling the listeners that?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, my folks are magicians, both of them. And as I was telling you, that isn't just to say like, oh yeah, my my mom owned tarot cards and my dad fucked around in the Golden Dawn or some other similarly useless shit. It was like they actively really do present tense do magic and they always have and so growing up with that i was told in no uncertain terms this is the most important skill you can possibly learn from this anything can happen if you make a mistake in life you can fix it with this if there's something you otherwise could not succeed at this will make you be able to succeed and i was grown i was I was raised intentionally with parents who proved it to me they didn't just say, you know, oh, this is real. I mean, obviously, as a small child, they told me things. But as soon as I hit about 13, they would, <clears throat> they would, they would, do, we would do magic together. Um, we would see the same things, experience the same things, talk to the same spirits. You know, I would be told how to do certain spells. They would fucking work because they do. Um, you don't mind if I curse on your show, do you? I, not, not at all. Go first. Fantastic. Because I have, uh, I got a problem with that. All right. So, um, <laughs> But no, I mean it was it, it was a really awesome experience because at, at no point did I have the burden of the burden of proof. Like as, as someone who educates occultists for a big part of his living at this point, I see that in my students where some of them will say things to me, honestly saying, like, man, you know, man, I'm trying really hard at this, but I just don't I just don't viscerally believe it. I just don't viscerally know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is really what I hope it to be. I was lucky and I'm thankful truly every day that I never had that problem. I grew up being told you are magical, not just like you do this, but you are that thing and shown how to prove it to myself time and again. Now, you know, when you're a hormonal teenager with real magic, um, you know, you you get up to some you get up to some fuckery. And I certainly certainly did. Um, One one example that I do like to tell people is uh, I'm a big D&D player. Right, big, big tabletop role-playing guy. And uh, I'm 13 years old. I worked really hard to put my D&D game together. This fucking kid named Kyle, he ruined my game by making a comic relief character. And I cursed the shit out of him. I mean, I obliterated this dude. And I mean, I was like a child. He was a child. And I'm like, I don't want him to have a good life ever. And every now and again, I'm reminded that, like, this man is still alive and his life is still terrible. And all I have to say is, like, you shouldn't have made that character in my game, Kyle. If you ever see this, yeah. Kyle.
1: Fuck you, I'd Kyle. I would do
0: it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah. But truly, um, to that end, like yeah. it is a really interesting experience having grown up that way, having lived that life, because you know, I've always sought different training, other mentors, and I've been extremely fortunate to be told really young, you can use magic to find other teachers which is the thing that when I tell certain students of mine, they're like, you know, it's like a mind blown kind of moment. Like I can use magic to get more magic. And it's like, yeah, you can, and you should all the time. But yeah. so, yeah, that's, that's basically my background. And, uh, you know, I found myself here doing it for a living.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. And in, in those kind of early moments where your, your parents were were, were guiding you and helping you, um, and uh, develop your magic, you know, can you, apart from the hex and the fuck out of p- poor Kyle, um, what was the other kind of like quintessential moment of like, oh, this works or, you know, that, that kind of moment where it, it stopped being kind of like, you know, a, a faith and then actually, not an act of faith, not a faith, an act of faith and into something that was like, okay, this is fucking mm-hmm. real.
0: So like, uh, my father's a Solomonic magician and he's a jeweler as a job. So he has all of the stuff. He had all the kit. The only thing we didn't have was the lion skin belt, which you don't need, you don't need it. You can use other protective amulets in place of the lion skin belt. But, you know, I had, I had everything. The garage was set up for that in, in my childhood home. And I remember doing goaesho with my father and us seeing the same spirit at the same time and the, the very, very directly seeing it and having that shared experience with my old man. I mean, it was very much like, because again, it's like the same, the same guy who mowed the lawn, the same guy who sits at the the, the dinner table with the family, the same guy with the, you know, no, no shade to my father, but the same guy with the beer gut who, you know, comes home from work tired. You had that, you had that bond with them. Cause you were just like, that we were that was real that really happened and, and we both asked something of that spirit and this and we both got what we asked for and he would tell me you know ask for something that you really want what would you love to have not what do you want but what would you love to have and so you know beholding because in my case it was a physical thing that i wanted holding it in my hands and seeing the unc- uncanny way that it came to me and I had it in my bedroom. The thing that I asked for, it was, just, it was just there all the time. And I would look at it for years, all the way through my childhood, all the way up until college. I would look at that thing every day and be like, I I did that. Like, we did that together.
1: Fantastic. I, I find it so intriguing and, and it it's so unique. Like, I'm I really not aware of many people who, who have that same kind of um, formative upbringing, you know. Uh, I think it's Fantastic. Yeah.
0: It's, what, what it's a, actually what not as rare as you think it is. Really?
1: Um, okay.
0: I mean, you know, obviously I don't I would I don't know anybody, but I yeah. I'm not the only one that I know the Caribbean Yeah, fair,
1: enough. Family. Yeah, fair um, enough.
0: I certainly won't name the name because yeah. this is a dear childhood friend, but there's a, a, a family uh that my father was friends with that um worked for the Shenyun Divine Performing Arts Orchestra. And if you if you ever wonder why their billboards are everywhere, it's because they use fucking magic. Like <laughs> There's a talisman inside every one of them. But um oh, okay. but the thing is like so it's it's out there, they're just not gonna, you know, because that's another thing I think is funny. Um I've been told this by other people who were who were brought up as as magicians. A lot of them will say things like, you know, I use this to build my life, this has become your life. Yeah. And in my case it really has, because you know, we live in a we live in an era where we're afforded the, the wonderful luxury of fascination. Mm-hmm in this like you know you're able to be even if you don't make this your literal living you live in an era where you can go make friends with someone in another country you know really make the right connections find the right inroads to their witchcraft or their magic or their traditions you can go we have an unprecedented access of online mentorship classes you can mm-hmm. buy things you can train most people who grew up in families like this learned magic and then used it to um just just have a great life and that's also true mm-hmm. of like and this is this is this is a new agey thing that it sounds like that I I champion all day but there were so many psychic development programs that got their footing in the 70s and 60s like the Silva method for example um my dad goetia guy right he dragged me to a silva seminar uh, when i was a kid and i thought mm-hmm. it was the dumbest shit day one i was like this is i do fucking magic i summon demons i'm <laughs> hardcore by the end of that weekend i'm like holy shit
1: the silver, silver mind control method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really impressive.
0: It is, but the thing is, half the people there were yeah. business people who were sent there by their mm-hmm. like their their business mentors, right? And some of them were like, "I don't believe in this shit. This is dumb." I don't even. I mean, at the end of the weekend, everyone was like, "I can do psychometry now. Mm. I can tell people's motivations. I can do whatever." And so, like, you know, I think that people, and this is, this is a, a, a thing I I also trumpet a lot. I think that people neglect psychic training
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh today i think that that's one of the reasons why i'm such a big fan of like tantra and practices like that because cultivating yourself is 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 second to none now i would also make the argument that a lot of traditions when you go off the beaten path have that factor in it they just use different language right and people love to make the perfect the enemy of the good Mm -hmm. uh in the sense that you know they think to themselves like oh if i go here to this other place, I learn all of these things. um Then I'll really have it. But until I can, I can't. I can't do anything. when I'm over here, like, well, actually, having gone to a lot of other places and learned a lot of other things, nothing substitutes having a one-on-one mentor. Like nothing does. It's just a reality. Right. But you can buy the equivalent training of most things if you are a self-starter. Mm-hmm. You're really motivated. You can train yourself up pretty decent. But but anyway, to to the original point. Yeah, most people who grew up like that will net. You'll never know. They're just out there being, but there, there are there are ways you can tell. You know, you look at look at someone and you're like, wow, their their wife is frighteningly attractive, and they're you know a potato with eyes. That's fascinating. <laughs> Why is that? Or like you know, bad things don't happen to them, and bad things happen to people who try to make bad things happen to them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so. And then if you look at like uncanny examples of success in certain industries, you know, and if you know, you know, right? Like you'll be like, oh, that's interesting jewelry you have on there that are Solomonic Pentacles or or Yeah, whatever it might be. So or or a, or another thing that a, a um a friend of mine always brought up, another occultist friend of mine, where he made friends with this person at his job, um, because he was like, Wow, you take a lot of trips to Africa and you're not African. Why do you do that? You know, the country known as Africa, right? No, but but for real, he was like, you know, why do you do that? And He's like, oh, you know, I just go visit some people, and eventually he was like, you you go to learn magic there, don't you? Like I see, you, like like you know, I I they're just they're just tells, you know, mm-hmm. like if you know you know. But yeah, it's it's not. That's the thing. I mean, when because when people look at my background, and as thankful as I am for it, I always want to preface like, it does not make me capable of things that mm-hmm. other people are not capable of. I had an earlier start. But I also had fewer resources than exist today. Right. You know, so you know, to anyone listening who even felt slightly down, it's like I get this a lot. I get I get emails about this a lot. You know, like well, I, I I didn't grow up in a in, in a special situation or I, I haven't been doing this for twenty two years like you have or whatever. Cool. How long does it take to get good at anything? You pick up a guitar, you can be in a band in six months if you're diligent. You really can. You won't be amazing, but you'll be competent. Yeah. Same with if You really want it? There are things you can do to go get it.
1: So what would you say are the like the the fundamental elements people should be looking at? If they're starting out, what are the what are the fundamental like pillars?
0: Oh shit. Um, okay. So you want to train your psychism. And, and, and do subtle body cultivation. That way you can see spirits, learn to astral project, which is hard as dick. Anyone who says it's not as lying. Uh, learn to lucid dream. Learn to do all these things, right? Do the hard work that will pay off later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then honestly, have the willingness to just try a bunch of shit. Have the have the have the heart to admit what you want out of life. Because the world's not getting any easier. We're in a global economic recession right now. It's not going to go away if it ever does. For a long time mm-hmm. so you whoever you are learning magic you need to adapt your magic to that circumstance which is why a lot of magic from the you know so-called developing world not that i think that they need any help to develop as people but it's becoming more popular where people have moved back to folk magic in a huge way where people have moved to witchcraft in a huge way yeah you know american conjure for example which i separate mostly from like the lucky mojo brand of hoodoo, um, not that there's anything terribly wrong with it, but I think that they they miss the witchcraft in it. And by that I mean, if you read the early like Hyatt material, you'll see Hyatt being like there are like root workers, and then there were fucking witches, and all the stuff he says about witchcraft is how ha- hag riding and shape shifting and all the stuff that like witches in the whole world do, the universal ubiquitous nature of that thing. There's a conjure thing where you go to the crossroads and you steal lightning from the devil. And the lightning you steal is the power, right? It's 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 the, it's the 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 crossroads initiation that you see in so many cultures across mm-hmm. the whole world, and it takes various forms. Of course, there are many ways to do it regionally, even within the United States. They change. Being willing to do shit like that, going to your local area, whether it's this is, this is actually this is a humbling act, because people will look at like like as an American, right? I admit like when I hear someone with like an accent, any accent from like anywhere that isn't america i'm like wow they're so cool they're so intelligent you know so, so I, I had a good friend of mine she lives in ireland and um she was she was talking about this this mentor of hers and i was like when i was just thinking to myself like wow that sounds so damn poetic you know the things she's like relating her mentor is saying and she's just kind of like kind of referred to her mentor as like kind of a bumpkin like aff- like affectionately but i'm over here like you know like i New. I trained under a couple of conjure doctors who were p- basically hillbillies. You know, like if, if you're from America and you go to that area, you're like, this is a this is a hick. Like this is an uneducated fucking creature of a person. Like you may you know you may love them dearly, but you're over here like you know they're not they're not splitting the atom anytime soon. But they can do witchcraft. They can do fucking magic. But they look at it as a craft. Like there's a physicality to it. As opposed to like an intellectualizing of it you know like you'll go to you go to train with them and they'll give you shit that's a lot like tantra where they'll be like all right well you know they'll hand you something and be like know this thing like understand how it smells how it tastes how it looks how it feels it could be like a skeleton key or something and then re rebuild it in your mind teaching you visualization exercises right or they'll teach you how to move force like a lot of um appalachian conjure workers will be called power doctors or moon doctors you know they, they 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 doctor the force they doctor the power they may not even refer to it as magic but they'll they'll tell you these things where it's like move the power you know or they'll, they'll they'll tell you like pick up a stone from someone's driveway if you want to if you want to harm them and this is an exercise that anyone can do pick up a stone you go home with that stone, and you 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 look at that stone, and you fill your mind with hate. You can do this in any quality. Obviously, this is what I was taught. You fill your mind with fucking hate, and then you you fill it, and you feel it, and you feel it, and you feel it, and then you send it into the stone, either through your body, up your arm, or just through your eye. And you do that every day for 20 minutes a day for a whole lunar cycle, and you replace the stone. They should, they, they, you should, the, the curse should hit. It should be effective. But they'll they'll give you exercises like that. And that's kind of a ubiquitous thing because I've I've trained with people who are not American in origin, you know, and the moving of force and power, the understanding of the reality of that, is I think a crucial component. And I think that cultivation exercises help with that. To that same end, I think that functional animism is another pillar of magic that people don't dive deep enough into. Because it's it's one thing to say, um, you know, the the Rowan tree has a spirit, but there's nothing to say the number thirteen has a spirit. Another thing in conjure in America is you will make pact with an unlucky thing, like thirteen. She's my number. She's good to me. Is what you'll hear, you know. um And then you'll wear like you know the number thirteen on a ring or a belt buckle or something very very like traditional hoodoo man kind of thing. But in that way, anytime the number thirteen appears, you can conjure it. You can use that magic, and that magic's only lucky for you because it siphons the luck of other people. And that is also. A very witchcrafty kind of thing where you will move forces around luck and beauty and health and intelligence I've i've also referred to it i heard heard it referred to by an african acquaintance of mine as stealing someone's stars to to move qualities from them to either yourself or other people um but that functional animism like i said like if you make a conjure lamp it's not just the stuff you put in the lamp that has spirits it's the oil it's the wick it's the fire it's the nimbus of light. It's the vessel itself. You know, like people will tell you when you prepare a mojo hand, the uh, the bag is the flesh, the, the 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 ingredients are the organs. You know, the the psalms you pray into it is the soul. It's the same with anything, but it's the functional animism and knowing how to make it work. You know, because like another thing, and this is like a thing you'll hear from like a lot of older um root doctors and shit in America is like, can you do can you do magic without fire? Because in the age of like Instagram and, and Amazon, especially in North America, it's very popular to see like candle spells. And again, I love candle magic. Shit works. You know, you don't want someone who's good at magic burning a candle on you if they don't like you. But, you know, do you, can, can you do it without it? Is, has it become a crutch for you? Can you move the power without fire? Because I had I had one mentor who she was, she was Protestant by God. And candles were something that was either Catholics used or they were only in churches. And as someone who grew up because my mother's people are catholic they're like evil magic catholic but um, but they're you know but so but she would say like you know she wouldn't do that but she would um, take earth from places make clay out of it you know what i mean And, and conjure the earth because for her it was a biblical thing it was like adam was made of clay i can make the clay pop it because i am like god and i can breathe into things and this the functional animism of everything i believe has a spirit i am composed of multiple spirits the part of me that loves is a different spirit than the part of me that hates, but they're sisters, is how she would refer to it. And when you come to understand this, this is this is the these are the building blocks of living a life that is truly magical. Being magic as opposed to just doing it. And often not spoken about or written about, really.
1: That's really fascinating. Um I I think you're 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 sharing some fantastic uh, wisdom here. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 stuff that you don't really um, get from the whole kind of social media up culture or kind of like you know, like all of witch talk. Which, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too old to be on TikTok. I don't know anything
0: about I, it. I'm, I'm yeah. not on TikTok myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, I probably should be. I'd probably make more money, but I'm not.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i find that really interesting that idea um uh, of those kind of details of moving the force along moving the force around um and in terms of kind of like the, the the types of exercises that one would do to kind of develop and kind of um build that capability like what is that based in like is that based in kind of energy work or or developing psychic powers or or visualization like what's the foundation of them
0: it'll depend on like who your teacher is right but in my opinion much like like working out or physical exercise of any kind it's better that you do something and stick to it than um getting too in your head about collecting the theories of a bunch of other things so to that end there are books out there um there's a book called the mentalist's handbook by clint marsh who probably owes me 10 percent of his his sales on that book because i sing that thing's praises all day because it's one of the few ones that gives you like a lot of exercises that'll like directly produce results with this stuff but i mean psychic training energy work tantra um one thing that i was always taught was the idea of moving your consciousness around which you see in tantra training where it's like move your consciousness to your heart center so you like pretend that you're looking out of your chest or you're You move your your sense of awareness here but also things like understanding where your mind is like where it ends where it begins another thing i learned uh from another teacher was this idea of taking a sort of stock of yourself where like you'll before like a ritual or even several times a day you'll ask yourself like where are my thoughts like physically around me where are they because the supposition is that etherically speaking and also I love that like there's there's people are so dear about terminology used today for no fucking reason. He'll be like I was astral projecting and they're like, don't you mean soul flying? And I'm like, I think we both know what the fuck I mean. And I meant I was doing this weird woogity woogity witchy shit at the Sabbath. You know, you were there. I was there. Yeah, I saw you. You know what I mean? Like I went to the Sabbath and I asked about you and no one knew you. (laughs) But um, so but no, like so the the understanding of like, where does your mind end? How big is the sphere of your mind? And also when you're working with spirits where are they like are they outside of that sphere you know when you find your mind wandering is it quite literally over here you know what happens if you grab it and pull it i mean with your hands get get physical get visceral about it you know because it's 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 they're 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 not they're separate but they're not right and so these same things are, are important because when you when you test the bounds of your etheric body your your mind the force you can generate this is where you start to know you start to play and that's that's kind of where it's fun in a way you know like a basic psychometry exercise was like you know you pick something up and you fascinate yourself with it right and it's funny because the same fascination eye can be turned to then like the witch's fascination gaze to be used on another person right so all of these things build and develop in and on top of each other in a greater corpus of skills because they're all useful because witchcraft had to work, historically speaking. It had to work, or else you were fucked. you know what I mean? Like normally, whoever you were, you know you your shit needed to work. And so, you know, this is what this is why you got to build these skills with whatever method really works for you because this, this is this is also where it's frustrating. This is where it's idiosyncratic. We're not all going to learn the same way as well as each other in the same skill set. You know what I mean? Like for one person, like I might be like, these are the things that work for me, may not work for you at all. This is why you kind of have to trip around and figure it out. But that's kind of the benefit of the world today because a lot of people, you know, to use a very, very mundane example, guitar playing. What, you know, back in the era of like hair metal, most of the guitarists were self-taught learning how to play guitar by listening to records and trying to recreate it. That took a certain kind of personality. Where I learned how to play guitar, I learned on like YouTube and tab websites and shit. A very different kind of personality, but it worked for me. I could could not have done what they did generations ago in learning the instrument that I play for a hobby. Magic is not so different. Right? So, you know, because sometimes, sometimes, this is another thing that I tell people too. You know, you may find a teacher that you just don't gel with. You may have done all the fucking work to find this cool local teacher with all the cool folkloric stuff. And you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do the thing. And then you just don't like each other. And I'm not saying you have to like or agree with everything your teacher says, you don't, but you know, they may, they may just have learned a different way from you. And in that way, this is why I tell people, you know, do do some do some training on your own. Do some eclectic shit. Buy a course from somebody you know figure out how you learn best how you can produce results best because if you go to some teacher sight unseen and you know th- it ends up being kind of a wash because you guys just don't gel then like you wasted a lot of time and effort and maybe you know the changing of your life for for nothing so you know that's, that's why it's important i think to 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 give these things you know they're 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 to give it the college try, I guess. Um, no, I, I like that. Like, because like, it, it, I think you like you can develop
1: quite a unique practice. You know, like a, a, cool. a unique magic, um, because we're working to our our own individual specific talents that we can develop, and and, and some will develop faster than others rather than following a prescript syllabus. Um, that you you might not you might not get as far with you know um so i think i think that that's that's really interesting and but it sounds like the foundation that you got through your your folks gave you a very good bedrock and confidence to kind of go off in the various different areas that you wanted to experiment with you know like you you felt like you had in you you had an inner confidence in your own magic ability from from the outset where i think sometimes it's very easy for newbies to be like, oh my god, oh wow, the 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 teacher's so amazing, you know. Um and end up kind of like sometimes not picking the right teacher because they lack what's the word I'm looking for? Um they lack discrimination because they're a bit overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a thing too. I think that for me a bigger factor even than just the self confidence was being shown just how real magic was
1: yeah i can imagine yeah
0: so when i when i would seek people out because i actually have i have a very strong memory of being uh 18 years old and like freshly like you know out of high school era and talking to other occultists and running into the um worst holdovers of like 90s chaos magic at the time the like the the spirits aren't real and this isn't real and it's all in your head and my entire lived experience at that point was contrary to that and I remember being not even no, I was so confused I couldn't even be mad. Like I I it's a it's a visceral fucking memory for me. But I remember looking at this dude and being just incredulous. Just 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 how can you believe that? Like why I remember asking him like, why would you do this if you don't think it's real? Because in my mind, I'm over here thinking, I would never do any of this if I didn't know it was real. (laughs) Like the 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 lengths you go to you know the fasting for solomonic magic for example the 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 all all the all the, the the sneaky tricks for conjure and witchcraft and whatnot all the all the weird visionary experiences you have all the all the divinations you do you know why would you live that way if you didn't know if you couldn't bank on it and to that same end i mean it was also the thing that made me willing to to look at certain teachers over the course of my life and go you don't believe in this enough you believe in it okay but you don't believe in it enough and actually you're starting to see in i guess the discourse a bit of that where you know some some teachers will say pretty publicly they'll they'll, they'll do a double take right where they'll be like well magic can produce amazing results and it can do all this but really, you should be focused on the more mundane benefits in your life about that. And I don't disagree, but I don't agree either. I think I think there don't need to be that separate. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to do this, you might as well do this. Like, you might as well really commit to it and have the best results that you can, make the biggest asks that you can, which is something I harp on forever. People get annoyed that I harp on it so much. Make the biggest asks that you can. Worst case scenario, you get something half of what you wanted and still pretty good. You know, best case scenario, you really got what you wanted. And then you have to deal with the psychological difficulty of getting what you wanted. But that's another story. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's that's hilarious. uh, The the successful blowback is like, yeah, yeah, it's It's true. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It fucks people when they get what they want.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing I have to go through with my students. So the whole lesson on, like, how to keep what you want. Because that's another thing, too, right? Mm-hmm. You got someone who will go, a perfect example. Uh, plenty of occultists have used magic to get jobs that they, like, could not do. Not just, like, oh, man, like, you know, I have a bad history, or maybe I was in prison for a couple of years, but I really can do this job, and I, re- I just need a chance. No, I'm talking about, like, I don't know how to do this. I got no idea how to do this, but I got the job because my magic slapped. And then they get fired from that job within three weeks because you didn't know how to do the job at all. Like at all, at all. And to the point where the hiring manager has probably also been fired because, you know, that happens. I mean, that that that's real. You know, or how many um, you know, two-month relationships result with from a love spell where the person wakes up one day and they're like, What the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I with you? You don't even live with your parents, you live with my parents. <laughs> like <laughs> like oh man just just the absolute clownishness of it all I love it but it's 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 some shit
1: that's uh that's really funny um and I yeah I I get it like what's the way for people to navigate that I mean I I know exactly what you're talking about it's those kind of like they're they're like the schoolboy mistakes you know you're not you're not precise enough in something you kind of get what you what you've asked for but you also get this kind of like trailer on the back of it that's a fucking bag of shit that you weren't specific enough or whatever that might be whatever way you're crafting
0: your magic well what's oh, sure i mean well there's 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 troubleshooting you got to do
1: yeah okay that's
0: what it's why, a, it's why i'm a big fan of divination alongside this because there's this idea that like you know people will hamper themselves with 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 divination proper if like you know your divination will always tell you not to approach things and i don't like that idea I I was taught to approach divination in a way that like you want to get a yes answer. So for example, just a scenario, you know, I want this kind of relationship partner, you know, you're like, I'm single ready to mingle. I'm out here. I'm living my life. I want this kind of chick. All right. Cards, you know, can I get this kind of chick? Absolutely not. Under no circumstances can you get that kind of chick mundanely. Like you are just you you are fuck ugly. You smell terrible, you are you're not even funny, you funny looking, but like uh-uh, you're not even funny. But like so you say, are like, all right, well, okay, what kind of magic do I gotta do? If I do this, you know, this 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 folk magic spell, this like this like moving candle spell to get her closer to me, will that work? No, it won't work, not enough. Like, not enough, so not powerful enough. I need more magic. Yeah, you need more magic. Okay, cool. But then you have to say, what happens if? I summon a whole demon to bring me this kind of chick. Now, kids, keep in mind that nothing is static. Everything has a velocity at all times. Our our solar system is hurtling through the universe, right? Magic flavors and enhances the velocity of whatever it brings. So if you pull some demon day shit and you're like, I want this chick with some demon shit, she's going to be on some demon time. You know what I'm saying? Like she's going to be feisty and aggressive and possibly insane. You know so so you know you're gonna have to be like okay cards what do i got to worry about well she'll be feisty aggressive and possibly insane so you're so then you call that spirit and you're like hey can you bring me all this but not feisty not aggressive and not insane demons like ah, uh, well i can do not insane but she's gonna be feisty and aggressive and you're like well okay i can handle that but how feisty and aggressive are we gonna get this is where like you know true spirit diplomacy comes in talking to your spirits now alex i hear people ask i can't talk to spirits and see them yes you can you can do divination you can ask them to speak through your cards it's not the funnest or the sexiest kind of thing ever but it's reliable it's a lexicon that you know you know and also i'm a big fan of the yes or no's pendulum dice whatever you got to do to ask your 20 questions do it and do it every step of the way to fine tune it because eventually the ideal goal is to whittle your 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 task down to yes this is the right spell this is the right result this will have it happen and then after that is when you have to deal with the psychology of actually getting what you want in the case of the in case of the partner it's like literally waking up next to them while they're still asleep and looking at them and be like holy shit holy shit this fucking worked what am i gonna do you know, like, because people have that, you know, the partner, the job, the, the what the, I mean, anything, anything long lasting and big, like a vast kind of thing in your life that changes a trajectory. That scares the shit out of people because you get this imposter syndrome. And in a way, it's kind of a deserved imposter syndrome for a lot of us, because like magic helps you cheat the game. I have no scruples about that personally. And I don't think anybody should. But like it, it is an unfair advantage and you are exploiting it. To get what you want so you know you need to come to do whoever you are you need to come to terms with that and accept the fact that like the thing i always say another, another alex quote that i say and anyone who likes me anyone who knows me listens to this you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna know what I'm gonna say the things you want are real they exist somebody is going to get them it might as well be you because if you have magic and you're any good and you don't get them that means you chose not to get them. You handed what you wanted. You handed your dreams to somebody else. And if you're willing to go to the crossroads at midnight, cemetery at 3 a.m., go at a circle after three, seven, nine days of fasting, you know, you're, you're willing to sit in a witch's hut in another country to learn how to, like, conjure things out of a fire, you should be willing to go get what you want. You should, you, you know, courage in all things. Is a staple of what it is we do and what it is we hope to be you no know, we're not perfect but you can be you can be bold and you should be
1: i think that's a very positive outlook on things you know
0: it, i mean uh, i try to be man i mean it's, it's it's the coolest shit in the world we get to do why shouldn't you be positive about it
1: <laughs> yeah no that, that that is very true um and I like as well that you're like you're 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 kind of you know you're unapologetic for it. that's I think that's a again a, a positive trait. There's a lot of kind of like I think hand wringing that probably saps the energy out of people's magic, to be honest.
0: Well not just that. Honestly, hypocrisy I hate the worst. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the people and I man, doing this shit for a living, you I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who's also a professional in the field and she was saying man you know what i learned about doing this for a living and i said what's that and she goes no one's above it no one's above a damn thing people who come to you in private under the cover of darkness or the cover of you know the dms you know what i mean will 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 ask you for the filthiest nastiest dirtiest most awful shit shit you would shit you would never do but they're coming to you know they're coming to the magic person and that's why you have to be one unapologetic but two just geez, to be honest because the people out there and it's always the ones who look the squeaky cleanest they have the worst skeletons in their closet. An old teacher of mine always used to say, "Everyone who conjures got something going on. We all have something we're doing in the background, in the shadows, some spell we're casting, some sneaky horse shit we're about to do." And for for the for the most kind of us. It's not even that sneaky. It might it might be a prosperity altar that you're keeping going. There's still something going on. It might be a weekly road opener you do, and you should be doing a road opener every week to make your magic stronger and to bring yourself the right teachers, the right information, everything. That's a that's a free tip. Do a road opener every fucking week to make your life awesome. Yeah, you will thank me in three months. I swear to God. But that's the thing. I mean, you got to be honest because we're we're people, we're humans. We are flawed creatures who live in the world. and I don't know if you've seen most occultists, but most of us are fucking creatures, all right? Like absolute fucking cretins. Like and you know what it is what it is? I number myself among the gremlins here, you know, like it is what it is. But that's why you got to be unapologetic. And the reason why I I try to be unapologetic is to both humanize myself, give people people who listen to me or talk to me permission to humanize themselves. And to rehumanize the practice of the other-than-human witchcraft that we do, because that's the truth of it. You can't sit there and virtue signal, and that is what it is, inflammatory term used intentionally, and go, I would never. I'm so good. You are three days with no food in the dark away from cannibalism, any motherfucking one of you. You are. And okay, so cool. You know, and, 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 I, and I see this all the time. Oh, I would never cast a love spell, says the hottest woman you've ever seen. Oh, sure you wouldn't now. But give yourself two years of touch starvation and a string of bad relationships. You're going to come to me just like your colleagues do in the, in, the, in, 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 the, in the shadow of the DMs saying, well, it's different for me, Alex, because, you know, I'm I'm different. And, I, and the only reason I'm asking for this thing that I would never do is because I'm different. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And the, the, you know how you stop? You know how you prevent yourself from being that fucking person? You're honest from the get-go. Right. You go, I could be. Right. I could be reduced that way. And then you ask yourself, what ought I do to never be reduced that way? And then you have the clean win. Then you can actually have all the good shit and not get it in a dirty fashion if that really fucks with you that deeply. And I'm not saying it's bad if it does or doesn't. yeah, but this thing, the people who soar the highest in public fall the deepest in private. I have seen it time and again. Mm. Anyone in this industry will, will will tell you if you ask them. they got stories. like it's a thing, so you have to be unapologetic because magic will never apologize to you,
1: right. Uh, that's that's fascinating um i i can only imagine what your dms look like
0: <laughs> oh they're hilarious <laughs> they're, they're, they're the price of admission man they're, they're, they're
1: great <laughs> the people can't hear me here because i got my microphone turned off most of the time but i've been laughing all the way through this this is fucking so <laughs> hysterical um I, I got i gotta ask i mean obviously names no names no no identifiers but like is <laughs> Like, do you just get, like, people asking you for, like, get me back with my ex, or split that couple up, all that? I mean, that's that's your bread and butter, right? that kind of stuff?
0: That's what you get asked for a lot. That's actually not most of what I agree to do. Right. Most of what I agree to do is spells that will bring you a new lover, brand new, who will actually like you. Spells that will, because we live in a world of billions, you know, because there's certain things about magical techniques and technology that I think some of them are outmoded. And I personally believe that while I am not that person who will decry you as fucking Satan if you do a love spell on someone, I can understand in theory why you would. I mean, there was certainly a teenage Alex who didn't want to be a virgin, so he decided he wasn't going to be with magic. I, I tell that story to everyone because it gauges who the fuck I'm talking to. Because every time I talk to like anyone who gets it, they're like, mm, yeah, bro, I done the same shit. Or sometimes if they did be doing magic for a while, they're like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, me too. Yep, yep, I clap some cheeks, my dude. And you know that was the, the business, right? But what I get that fucks me up though are people being like, I did something really bad, and I need you to make people forget. Or, or you know, you got you got names, names in the occult community that come to certain people behind closed doors who are like. Yeah, I cheated on my wife again, and I need you to make so that my reputation stays strong, and so that the person with whom I cheated is just not gonna, not gonna do this. And you know, if you're the kind of person in those industries who's willing to do that, you'll make a lot of money because you can charge a lot of money because you kind of, you know have them by the balls. But that's the thing. I mean, now that's what you get. You get the people, especially other occultists, who you know, because when they come to you with those problems, you're like, why can't you do this? Like, you wrote these books, you know, you, you're on podcasts, you're talking about, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm going to, you know, laud my moral judgment over all these people, and you can't fix this? Remarkable. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you, you yeah. have that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i really glad you said that, because cause it's something that kind of I think about quite a lot, where, you know, people talk about kind of having various different bits of power, yet, like they look like they've got really challenging lives. Oh, you that's know? real. Yeah.
0: That's real. And so, like, here's the thing. I'm not saying that every occultist needs to be a fucking multi-millionaire. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, there is there is a reality of, like, if your life is that busted, your magic probably sucks. Yeah. Like, just, just full stop. Mm-hmm. And now, again, there are subtleties. Right? Yeah. Like, I've, ha- I've had people be like, oh, you know, his magic probably sucks because his wife is not attractive to me you look at that guy and you're like nah but that that no, but his wife is attractive to him that's exactly what he wanted because you look at her and you're like there's a rare combination of shit going on in that particular woman who you know like that's uncommon like it's an uncommon thing so you have to kind of have a a discerning eye about like how life works to to look at that but no i agree i mean when you when you see people who you know will write all the nice books the, the leather bound what's it's from you know evilbook dot org dot co dot like we'll you know we'll have all this and they'll be on podcasts and i will talk a big game but it's always the ones who talk about like the mystic aspects of things and you know oh why would you ever need to do magic for trivial things in your life and you're like all right bro sounds like you can't sounds like a skill issue to me because I mean, if you were serious about being a mystic, you wouldn't be on a fucking podcast. You'd be in a gory somewhere. You'd be in a monastery somewhere. You'd be doing. That's my opinion, anyway. I'm like, if you want to be a mystic, you go the whole route, or you, or or you don't do the thing.
1: I I, I get that completely. Um, I've um, I spent some time with the Gori in um in India. I did um I did a story on them about, what thirteen years ago.
0: I, I have not been yet to India, although I although I intend to relatively yeah. soon. Oh, cool. Um, but like, it, the, the, I do I do see what I want though. See, for me, this is just a me thing. I like to get up close and like psychically mm. eyeball people and be like, "What do you got going on?" Yeah, like what like what what makes this worth it to you? Because with with tantric people especially, their internal worlds are so vast, and their astral experience is so vast mm-hmm. that like. You know, you'll, you'll 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 scry them as they meditate, and you're in a mandala yourself. Like you're in their own wow. internal world. You're like, this is this is incredible. I can see why you have no problem renouncing everything because you have everything. Wow. So so deeply in you. You know what I mean? So like, it's just an, it's an experience I want to see. Like I have mm-hmm. no interest in becoming an agori myself. Yeah. But, you know, because I, I like plumbing and shit. It's my favorite. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's just a really cool thing. But yeah, to that same end, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of bullshit in the occult community when it comes to people's moral claims and whatnot, because mm-hmm. it's always people who are deeply out of fucking touch too. People mm-hmm. who come from like entirely different generations, who don't know what the world is like, who aren't boots on the ground mm-hmm. and who haven't been in decades. Yeah. Talking about, you know, oh, you would you shouldn't use magic for this and this is this is this is you know shaming the magic and insulting the the spirits of this thing whereas again if you go truly boots on the ground folk magic deep witchcraft you know to other cultures you know shit i had a mentor a long time ago who told me and i do not do this listeners but she was like you should do a love spell on everyone you find attractive period just like the, the meanest love spell you can on everyone you find attractive and i was like fucking why and she's like i don't know i like having options do you not like options (laughs) <laughs> i mean it was that, but it was that simple because they live that magic that yeah surely it, it, it kind of goes it kind of goes full circle in that way it isn't this mm. like lofty mystical thing where it's like this is my mundane life and this is my spirit room and as someone who has a spirit room like i'm not saying that's a bad thing yeah like
1: yeah but i mean, the, the thing is though like the i don't understand why there are people make that those kind of differentiations because for 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 me like okay like one might be a magical act one might be a mundane act but they both go towards the same goal so if i do a magical spell i want that job right i want that job and i'm going to conjure towards that at the same time if i get my resume curriculum vitae for those listening in europe if i get my resume and i rework that right to the finest work of fiction that is going to get me as close as i can to that role, what's the fucking difference
0: that's exactly the question. The That's exactly the, same. the question you should be asking, though, all the time. Because at the same time, there are so many subtle acts of magic even within all this, right? Like, and I'm not even being hyperbolic when I no. say this. see you have some people who but been, like, oh, storytelling is magic. And what they mean is, like, I'm inspired by this. But when I'm like, storytelling is fucking magic, what I mean is you can cast spells to do stuff with yeah. this. So, you know, your resume, you, you know, I mean... There is magic in stuff that tells outright fucking lies if you enchant it well enough, because then it'll become true in your your target's Mm mind for this. So like, yeah, but when I, when I, when I see people who, who try to separate these things into these big lofty goals, I see people who, one of two things, either they haven't had much success with magic manifesting results in their life and it's Mm -hmm. cope, like it's just straight copium, uh, with them, you know, trying to trying to over intellectualize it, or it comes from a sort of religious holdover where yeah. they put their power in you know a higher power that ha- that clearly has no vested interest in them. It's one of the reasons why, like as someone who does saint magic among other kinds of magic, you know, I mean, there's plenty of heretical stuff from a religious perspective that I do across the board. but like the Saint gets shit done. Praying to God, maybe not. You know what I mean. The yeah. Psalms all have spirits associated with them. Praying directly to Jesus, maybe not. You know what I mean. Like it's this thing. Like it 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 goes against prosperity gospel. It's like no, I'm going to bury, say, an expedite in the ground upside down if I don't get what I want fast because he doesn't like being upside down. You know what I mean? Um, and just a bunch of other things in this. I mean, I see, I see people, for example, who are really big and like holdovers from Tibetan Buddhism um the way it has trickled into like western logic occultism where they'll be like you should focus always on the path of return and cultivating yourself so that you can crystallize your consciousness after death and nothing else matters and i'm like nothing else would matter if it, if indeed you were a monk in a monastery that was built by a slave caste like in tibet where like you know all your doors and shit are built slanted so that when the slave caste resurrects as zombie vampires they can't get in you know Funny thing that, fascinating, but like, you you hear that and you're like, that doesn't make sense for the world. Mm. Like, you can do both. You can prepare for your, you can, you can estochologically prepare for everything that comes hereafter with the right practices and still live a great life. You can, you can have both. There's nothing that says you can't. But the the people who will only focus on one to the exclusion of the other. And again, I'm also not saying that you can't get lost in the sauce. Plenty of us do. I have. There are plenty of occultists who wake up one day and they realize that the last five years of their life have been hedonism magic and nothing else. Like even ignoring their spirits, ignoring these amazing mystical experiences we have, the, the, the the, the, the wonder that we chase, which should never leave you. You can you you can get lost in the sauce and you shouldn't either. But honestly, I'd rather get lost in the sauce than have no sauce at all because a man with no sauce is shortly lost.
1: That might be the title for this show. Listen, do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am the sauce boss, all right? Like, that's just that's
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Alexander, Alexander has been a really really um Fun chatting to you you've really made me laugh uh um, well,
0: likewise man i'm glad yeah. i'm glad i can yeah. be entertaining as well
1: yeah. as informative yes well exactly informative as well i should add <laughs> um but uh, if people want to follow you if they want to um get slide into your dms with some horrendous request um what's the best way for them to do so and equally right. find find your work online
0: yeah, you got to find me on instagram at the hex doctor the underscore hex doctor and um, you can also find me on the Practical Occult website, Um Allison is the one who makes the amulets. I'm the one who does the classes. People get confused about that. Like, like no, she she's she's the one behind all the amulets. Like, don't think I do that. I could never. But um, but yeah, no, that, that's where you got to find me. And also, um a special prize to the one who slides into the dms with the most upsetting thing like if you can actually get me clutch my pearls i'll give you something <laughs> free, i promise because it's hard by this point i want to feel alive again <laughs> you know I,
1: mean? I need to feel something <laughs> i do <laughs> brilliant well let's be a fantastic chatting to you.
0: thanks Likewise, for coming to spirit happy to be here <laughs>
1: Thank you, Alexander. What a fascinating show. I hope um, I hope you all got something from that. Do check out the show notes if you want to find out more about Alex's work. Right, that's it from me. I'm Dara Mason, and you've been listening to The Spirit Box. Take care and goodbye.